You're at the right place. Right place. At the right time. You found the number one podcast. Number one podcast. That entertains that space between your ears. We invite you to relax, pull up a chair, and get ready to take a trip to the vacation kingdom of the world. So grab your magic bands and your Mickey ears because it's time for another episode of the Mousecapades Podcast. This is Christelle Seho, author of Disney World on a Budget. You're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears. We are both elementary school teachers. The brave man and the women's field. So stop being a jerk and do your homework. <laughs> I'm not even attempting to replace Dave. I want to be the guy that walks backwards on the on the uh, at the haunted mansion when you get on your ride. Dave, we love you. I remember I had a Mickey Mouse telephone in my bedroom when I was little. Grab yourself a Krakatoa punch. It's time for Tiki Tuesdays on Mousecapades Podcast. <laughs> what is a Krakatoa punch? I honestly, I don't even remember, like, before we started recording, I had to pull up the Trader Sam's menu, and I was like, man, I can't even think of anything off the top of my head, and then I saw that one. (laughs) I know the glass that comes in, it's like a little, like, volcano drink, but I could not tell you what's actually in it. That's a secret. But they do have some (laughs) awesome, they do have some some awesome steins out there. They're, They're pretty cool. They're pretty slick. So, John, dude, Tiki Garden, what have you been up to lately, man? It's been a while since you've been on the show, and I'm sure that you just have lots to talk about. I'm glad you're back on, man. Uh, I know, man. I really, uh, I miss doing these. I always enjoyed doing them when we got together and got to talk about stuff that's going in the park, and I always enjoyed being on the podcast, so I'm glad to be back and glad to kind of talk about what's going on in the parks again. Just a lot of things have been going on, really, I mean crazy i mean it's just so busy here right now you know spring breaks going on down here in disney world well well most of florida and other places around uh, the states as well there's just so many people on vacation down here right now yeah i heard that uh now i guess it's just rumor it was someone on periscope do they reach their max limit the other day over the weekend uh and like we're not accepting anyone else through the gates and they they even opened up like that that side causeway uh, on, I guess, the it depends which way you're heading down Main Street, but if you're looking at Cinderella's Castle on the right-hand side that goes behind Main Street, they had to open that up. I saw that on Periscope, but uh, is it true that uh, they stopped accepting guests throughout the day because they'd already reached max capacity? Uh, not, you know, not that I, so do you remember what day that was at all? Was that on Easter or was I, it? I think it was, I think it was, week? I think it was, I think it was, uh, Easter Sunday. You know, I'm I can't really recall. So we, we went there Easter morning, but we had left by about like 12 o'clock or so headed over to Epcot for a couple hours. And honestly, I didn't think it was that bad. Um, as far as crowds wise, I mean, it just kind of seemed like a normal summertime busy day. Um, I mean, you know, we've gone to, we went to the parks on Christmas Eve last year and obviously all during the summer and crazy busy times like that. But I wouldn't say it was any worse um, than those times. And I don't believe, you know, on Christmas Eve or any of the other times during the summer that I went that they reached capacity. But that, you know, that's just my experience. Like I said, we left about 12 o'clock or so and maybe, maybe people started really pouring in after, uh, lunch lunchtime started coming around 
being a, an Orlandian, <laughs> what's the current buzz out there besides, you know, the extra magic hours before and after and uh, the preferred parking, which I'd like to talk to you and get your perspective in that in just a sec. What's the current buzz going on down there in Orlando? Oh, man. It's funny you bring that up. You know, before we were trying to figure out what we were going to talk about, we didn't even didn't even cross my mind to talk about possibly all these little new events and stuff that they got coming up, these little paid extra morning and evening things. A lot of people are talking about those, so I'm sure, you know, listeners have heard that, how they're going to have a fantasy land. I think it's going to open up an hour or two early on select days to where you're going to get like a a breakfast meal at Pinocchio's Village House and access to a couple fantasy land attractions. Yeah, three of them. Yeah, like Seven Doors, Peter Pan, and Winnie the Pooh, I think there are three of them. And I think you only get in two hours early, and I don't remember the price tag on it. It's it 60, like 69, it was... uh, yeah, 69.99, I believe, uh, for an adult, and 49.99 mm-hmm. for a child. But yeah, you're right. You, you can get in there at 7 a.m., and you get two hours mm-hmm. to ride those rides and eat at Pinocchio's house, uh, village. And, you know, the, the breakfast wasn't anything special when I was looking at the menu, buddy. It looked like it was just a quick service breakfast. And for a $70 price tag, it just doesn't seem like a lot. Yeah, it's a, from you know what I remember reading, it just kind of seemed like a, I don't know, nothing that obviously enticed me. And I don't know. I know they have the the evening uh, fast pass hours, or not fast pass hours, but uh, another hard ticket event they're working on of staying up to, was it like three hours past park closing? The extra magic um, hours, yeah, they're going to be charging you for that as well. I believe 149 per day. Yeah, so I mean, the, the thing about it is, you know, unfortunately, you and I might not agree with it, that, you know, that we might not see value in that, but buddy, there's some people with some deep pockets that will spare no expense coming down here and just dropping that dough. And Disney knows it, you but, know? Yeah, that's this is just one of those it. things. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really just one of those things that, that people can be up in arms about it all they want, but the fact of the matter is Disney's just going to keep coming up with these events and these extra revenue sources for them until people stop buying them. And just the direction that they're going in, there is no end in sight to these things. If, if you look at it through my lens, it almost seems, you know, as an outsider looking in, I don't live down there in Orlando, you do, but, you know, Dave and I, and you've listened to this show, John, you know we've been talking about a controversial topic for the past year, and that is Disney pricing out the middle class, and it's getting to a point where, you know what, they actually are. At first, Dave and I were just joking about this. It was just funny, haha, but... As the months went on, we're like, oh, okay, this, hmm, okay, and then, and then a year's passed, and we're like, we're looking at each other, scratching our heads, holy bejeez, cheese and rice, we were correct, you know, Disney's completely uh, just priced out the middle class, and it seems like they're just catering to the elite, and to people, like you said, who have deep pockets, and dude, I mean, come on now, man, you're gonna, you're gonna close the park two hours early, and start kicking people out early in the evening, I know this, you know, as far as the extra magic hours in the evening, that doesn't go for, you know, the people who are staying on resorts, so if you're staying on campus, basically, you're still okay, but, I, this, this just grinds my gears, John, did you get a chance to read that, uh, letter that has been circulating on the web that went to, uh, Bob Iger, and it was a, a Disney dad named Carl? So I, I saw it, but I didn't actually pull up the letter. I had just kind of, you know, it's like I had read the uh, 
the clickbait to get you to click on it and then actually see the letter, but I didn't actually see what it, the the gentleman actually oh, wrote. Oh man, but I guess so he was yeah, pretty irate. Yeah, and I mean he, he tactfully it was very it was put very well. I mean, or well put I should say. Uh, you know, he talked about how you know revenue has gone up for Disney and the prices have gone up, but the the increase in the economy has not uh, been growing at the same rate that Disney's, uh, I guess, um, prices have been growing as far as percentages go, and uh, that there was just a there isn't a balance there, and it's actually on polar opposites of the spectrum, and so he was trying to highlight that to Bob Iger. And I really hope that he reads this letter and takes his uh, his views and his opinions to consideration and looks through it through, you know, the common folk, the middle class lens. Because I, then this is just my opinion, uh, John, and you can disagree. But you know, when Walt set out to build this park, it was for the common man, or excuse me, common person. Okay, and it wasn't for the elite. It was supposed to be for everyone to enjoy. When you start adding on all these add-ons. Well, I, I was joking with uh, with Vicky just the other day. Um, what, are they going to start charging you to ride the bus now? Are they going to start charging handicapped people to get on the bus, you know, to, to put them on? Are they going to start charging you with your wristband, you know, to sync it with uh, the stall door when you need to use the restroom? I mean, where, when's this going to end? Well, let me let me stop you there. Have you, did you hear about the survey that Disney came out with about a week or two ago? Dude, they're doing surveys out the wazoo. What they do? Hit me up, buddy. Oh, so there was a circulated survey that Disney was sending out to people talking about adding a $15 nightly resort fee for guests. Oh, yes, and yeah. Is, yeah, we talked about this. Go yeah. ahead, go ahead. Yeah, so it's kind of, you know, it's kind of similar into the fashion of how they last year had sent out a survey to people, you know, regarding the uh uh, pricing structure for tickets that eventually came to be here in the past couple months or so. Uh, but yeah, this new uh, survey they came out, they were talking about a $15 resort fee, and it said that resort fee would go towards covering the cost of Wi-Fi, uh, Disney's Magical Express, and your Magic Band as well. And it's, what's crazy to me is, you know, we, we're all not, well, I hope we're not all naive. Those things do have a cost associated to them. But Disney has it built into their pricing model to where we don't see, you know, that there's a cost associated with Magical Express. We don't see it. Exactly. Um, it's, it's, exactly. It's, it's, it's built as a free service built into your vacation. And I don't understand why they wouldn't just increase their rack room rates for the year, which is what they set them at, you know, when they released the uh, hotel rates, um, built in with that price increase compared to people seeing that and it's an extra cost once you come down here you know if they built it in your vacation to where you didn't see it and you just saw that the increase happened um i don't think it would be as tough of a pill to swallow but now that they're talking about just adding that on it's crazy i mean you're staying for a week you're looking at over a hundred dollars being added on you're already paying for it like you said and i've been telling people that dude for the past couple of years and they don't believe me i'm like you really think that magic band is is for free that's not for free. You're paying that. Do you really think the Magical Express is free? No. Some of your dues or your, excuse me, your fee is going towards that. Nothing's free. They're charging you for that stuff. And if you don't get the Magic Bands and you use the ones you had from last year, guess what? You're still going to pay for that fee for the Magic Bands no matter what. It's just built in. It's not itemized. You know, it's, it's like mm -hmm. you said, it's hidden. And with Disney, even furthermore, John, you know, earlier this year, 
uh, actually it was at the end of last year, you know, they took away 6% of the commission from travel agents. So they're also sucking an extra 6% from all Disney vacations that are booked through a travel agent. And guess what? When you and I book a vacation through Disney and we don't go through a travel agent, they take uh, not only the 6%, but they take the extra 13%. So there's like a 19% commission, give or take, plus or minus a few percent. Okay, listeners. But they're still getting their cut, you know? And it's just... When's this stuff going to end? I could talk about this this whole entire segment, dude. And I know we only have um, trying, you know, cut this down to maybe 25, 30 minutes. But you can tell I'm. this is something that is, is very near dear to me. I, th- I think it's time for you to write a letter like that guy. <laughs> maybe I should. <laughs> Let's move on. What other current events do you have going on for us? Um, I mean, I know you, you had the Easter egg hunt the other day, right? Yeah. So we had, we had never been here for Easter before. And my wife, we took my... Uh, my son over to the Polynesian and, you know, select Disney resorts had uh, character meet and greets and they also had an Easter egg hunt. So it was really fun. My son got to meet, uh, we were trying to figure out what the heck to call it. Mrs. Easter bunny, or it, it wasn't the actual Easter bunny. It was the Easter bunny's girlfriend, wife, sister, who knows, but a buddy of ours joked that her name was Esther bunny. So that's kind of what we just went along with, got our, got our <laughs> picture with her and then we did the uh, Easter egg hunt, which is super fun. They just kind of similar to the way Halloween was. It's just a ton of candy um, for the kids, and it's a little hidden Easter egg hunt, uh, which is just right in the luau called the Polynesian. So we did that for a couple hours, and then we went over to the Magic Kingdom. And by the way, my birthday was actually Sunday as well, so we were celebrating my birthday and Easter at the same time, so... Had a really fun day. That is right. That is right. And and uh, yeah, happy belated birthday again, buddy. Um, both of us yeah. March babies. That's, Ooh, that's awesome. Oh. Yeah, mine was on the twenty fourth. Oh well, happy late birthday to you as well, my friend. And you too. Yeah. So and then I, I have to share this quick story. I know we're talking about Easter, but I did a quick periscope video of it the other day. But we were waiting in line for the tiki room, and I just was kind of joking around with my wife. And I was like, oh, you know what? I should go up to the cast member, and I should just be like, hey, you know what? It's my birthday. I think I knew the answer to this question, but is there any way that I could wake up Jose to start the show? I asked her, and she kind of just, I couldn't really hear because it was really loud, and I don't have the best of hearing um, in, like, little places where it's really loud around us. And I, we just went to our seat. I didn't think anything of it. I didn't think she gave me a guess or anything like that. We get in there, and they're getting ready to start the show. And she's like, oh, I'm trying to find my special guest. We have a birthday guy in the house, and we want to bring him up, and we're going to let him start the show. So I went up there. She uh, announced that it was my birthday, gave me the stick to wake up Jose. And I got to say, uh, wake up, Jose. It's time to start the show. And I started it. It was fantastic. It was an awesome memory. That's cool. What do you what do you do? Like point the stick at him like vigorously and be like, "Wake up, Jose!" Yeah, dude. I, I like smack. I smack the uh, bottom of the uh, animatronic, the little pedestal that he sits on, the little wood pedestal. Sure. So it was awesome, but that is yeah, pretty cool, he, man. It was. You know, I'm, I'm, I was telling my wife, I was like, I don't know how. I could be completely wrong, but I don't know how common of a thing that is. I've, I've seen that show many, many times, and I've never seen another a, a guest do it. So I, I was I felt pretty honored that the cast member actually let me do that. I haven't either, buddy. And when you mentioned that, uh, and I saw the Periscope, and you texted me shortly after, I 
I was I was excited for you because I've never seen that when I've been out there. But you know what? When I go back out this June, I'm definitely going to ask if my son Colin can wake up Jose. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I'm going to start a trend now. <laughs> no, actually, I expect you to be there with me, buddy. Oh, yeah. You know I will be. All right, man. All right, so uh, I heard there's some new Rivers of Light uh, info swirling around. What do you got for us? Yeah, so I know you know they're doing a lot of testing going on over at Animal Kingdom right now, getting ready for the uh, new nighttime spectacular Rivers of Light to start. Um, from all points that they're signing, you know that they're signing. All points are showing that you know the original uh, start date is supposed to be April 22nd, which is also Earth Day, I believe, which was also the day Animal Kingdom opened up many years ago, but. I've heard from some friends and some other people that the show is having like a lot of problems right now. Like they're having all sorts of lighting issues um, and getting the show to sync up accurately. They're having a lot of problems with it. So there's a lot of like rumors going on right now that the um, start date of the show might get pushed back a couple weeks. So might be looking at the beginning of May sometime for it now, which would really stink. I'm really looking forward to that show. It's going to be awesome. Um, So we've seen world of color in Disneyland before and that's an amazing show and you know from every the rendering art we've seen kind of looks like it might be something kind of similar to that with a lot of water-based technology um, and I don't know just hopefully it gets here sooner and later looks like it's going to be really cool dude boy would that be amazing if it was something like the world of color out there in Disneyland because out there in California Adventure that's probably the coolest water display that I've seen you know uh, totally <clears throat> kicks the butt out of the Bellagio or anything else that I've seen um, real quick, speaking of May, let's talk about Frozen, you know, the, the 4D, was it the Frozen, what's it called, the Frozen, the Frozen ride, what's it going to be called, John? The, Isn't that Frozen Ever After? Yes, that's what it is, the name escaped me, 4D ride, that's, op- did I hear this correctly, like the 27th of May is when they're going to, is that going to be opening day for that ride? I think that's still like a tentative thing too, I think okay. they're still calling it like uh, late spring, early summer. Okay, I just I, I caught rumor of that that it might be the 27th, and then on the ne- the following day on the 28th, it would be opened up for fast passes, and then that's when you would be able to start, I guess, uh, syncing your, your My Disney Experience app with a fast pass and, and getting those taken care of. I can't wait for that ride. My son and I are definitely going to hit that one up, buddy. Oh, you, 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 and everybody else. I I will do it one time, and then I'll probably be. Well, let's fast pass it. I'll go ahead and get fast passes, and we need to make sure you get them as well, and we can kind of just make sure we're going to be heading up there at the same time. That'd be kind of cool to bring to bring your boy as well, and to experience it, experience that. That'd be awesome. I, I'm really looking forward to the actual snow that's supposed to fall on you. I'm I'm looking forward to where the heck all these people are actually going to go to. That is that is not a big pavilion, and there's not a lot of open area. That attraction is going to be so popular, and where the heck are they going to put not only all the fast pass people, but the regular line people? I mean, that thing's going to be backed up all the way past Mexico to the beginning of World Showcase, I'm sure, for the first, you know, year that that's open, because there's going to be so many people that are bringing their kids that want to experience that, that just, you know, it's so popular. And it's going to be a huge hit, I'm sure, for Disney. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it'll drive up the attendance at Epcot. But I just don't know where they're going to put all these people waiting in line for that attraction. You know what the next ride's going to be at Epcot? 
don't you? I don't know. Wait on me. Yeah, Wait you know, me. Uh, if Trump becomes president, they're going to have a wall ride uh, there in Mexico. Oh, my God. And you're going to be able to rope climb over the wall and jump into, like, you know, those big inflatable thingies and say, yay, I made it. <laughs> Oh my God! Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. What's going on with the new expansion with uh, Pandora Land, buddy? Yeah, so you know, I, I haven't been over there. I want to say in probably like a week and a half, maybe two weeks or so. But I'll be I'll be going there sometime in the next week. I'm going on vacation next week, so I'm going to be having a lot of Disney time coming up. But the last time I was there. Um, the floating island, floating island, the floating mountain is really coming along more and more. Um, the rock work surrounding it is really starting to take shape from everything I've seen. It's starting to throw grass and all sorts of other things up on there to make it a lot more realistic. Um, it's crazy how much, you know, progress they've had. Well, I guess I, sh- I shouldn't say it's crazy how much progress they've had. They've been working on it forever. But now we're finally starting to see, um, you know, things coming along compared to just seeing that one floating mountain forever with nothing else around it or floating island awesome man yeah all right well you heard it that's tiki garden he's gonna be on vacation and you said a couple weeks yeah uh, i'm gonna be i'm gonna be on vacation for almost two weeks yeah starting next week starting next week awesome so make sure listeners you follow him on periscope i'm sure he's gonna be a periscope fool i'm sure gonna hit up all the kingdoms buddy how can our listeners find you Absolutely. So the easiest way, you can follow me on Twitter and Periscope just by searching the Tiki Garden. Um, I will pop up right there once you search that. Outstanding. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Mousecapades podcast. You've been listening to the Tiki Garden. Peace. Peace. Have a magical day, Tiki. You're listening to the Mousecapades podcast.